Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife Bev on this day before the day before the birth of our Savior. That's it. And our Do Not Fear scripture for the day comes out of 2 Samuel 9 verse 7. 2 Samuel 9 verse 7. Don't be afraid, David said to him, meaning Melchizedek. For I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Wow. I could preach a sermon on just the chapter, you know, that chapter. No doubt. You could, baby. It's good. On today's call, we're going to discuss 15 things to do instead of worry. You know, I, as a boy, honey, I remember riding my bicycle to the local Rexall Pharmacy. I remember you telling me all <laughs> about it several times. Which was the only place in our small hometown that carried magazines and books. Before there was ever a Dale computer like the one that I type on, there was Dale books. And I literally bought hundreds of them with the money I earned shining shoes, selling popcorn in a local theater, or doing whatever I could to produce cash. Just for information, Dale books has nothing to do. With Dale computers, except in name only. During my frequent trips to Rexall Pharmacy, the only magazine I ever bought, other than those dedicated to baseball, was one called Mad Magazine. Oh boy. <laughs> Story of Mad was Alfred E. Newman. I realize I may be revealing my age, but many of my our listeners have never heard of Alfred E. Newman or Mad Magazine. You know, I'm about to celebrate. Hmm. You hear this, baby? I the am. 37th anniversary of my 39th birthday. I've enjoyed every day of it, some a whole lot more than others. Back to the point. Newman's favorite expression was, What? Me worry? His expression was in a rather whimsical, corny way. It hit home with me recently. Sadly, there are millions of believers who work themselves into an emotional frenzy over things they can't control while ignoring the one source that can change every circumstance of their lives. In a sense, they should be saying to themselves, I'm a born-again child of God who owns the universe. What? Me worried? There you go. I'm not saying we take the Alfred A. Newman approach to life in a slapstick way. But why worry when you got the Word of God? We need to get our eyes off the problems put them squarely on the solution. The permanent resolution of every circumstance that life or the devil can throw at you. That's it. Why worry about half-truths <clears throat> of the news, the temporary financial setbacks that many believers face on a seemingly daily basis? It's not worry, but the Word that will lead you out of economic bondage. Mm -mm. Philippians 4, 6, 4, 6 New Living Translation <laughs> says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And you know what? When we thank him, he just does more. That's right. How can we be so confident? Because we have a source. We have the inside information, information from our financial yes. counselor. The Holy Spirit informant who tells us everything that is going to be all right. You know why? Because he lives inside of us. As long as we put our faith and trust in the Lord and in his word, it cannot fail. Matthew 6.34. I thought you, you thought I was going to say 6.33. Yeah. 
But 634 goes on to say, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get all worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. So we need to give our attention to what God is doing right now, not just what he's done in the past, although we can praise him for it, but what he's wanting us to do today at this very moment, our purpose for today. Not what he's going to do in the sweet by and by either. That's a lovely thought. But think about what God is wanting us to do today, the 23rd day of December. Don't worry about things that you can't change. And don't fret about tomorrow or day after tomorrow. Don't play worst case scenario either if you got negative things that are happening in your life. But even if things do go south, don't go with them. Rise up in your faith. Let the Holy Spirit just rise up in you because you have the assurance, the promises of the Most High God that your Heavenly Father loves you. Remember what that word says? God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. He wants to help us. We need to say out loud, God will help me. Yes. Why? Because it's in the word. Look, our great God Jehovah will help us. The scripture doesn't say that he it only helps preachers, teachers, business people, or successful people, or the famous. The word of God says God will help you no matter what, who you are, deal with whatever hard things come along. So this is not a game of chance. It's not spinning the wheel of fortune where we hope we land on the right location. We can have the absolute confidence in knowing that God will himself help you, no matter who you are, no matter what you're dealing with, it, no matter what hard things come up in our lives. Now that's something to shout about. And yes. remember, when things come up in our lives, the point is, he says, look, you need to rely on me. When we get to where we think we don't need to rely on God anymore, that's when we get in trouble. We need to embrace, embrace the promises and experience his problem, I mean, his power in our problems and trust him in the midst of every trial and temptation. Psalm 107.1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. So see, his mercy hasn't left you. Psalm 117.2, New King James Version. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Can anybody say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Psalm 118.1, also New King James. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. I'm going to make a bold statement. Worry is a mental choice not to trust in God. I can think of that. It's that simple. If you worry... You don't trust God. He tells us not to worry. So if we do, we're ignoring his instructions, mm -hmm. which means we don't trust him. If we really knew, if you really knew, say it that way, if you really knew your value to God, what you're worth to him, then you would not worry. His instructions are clear in Matthew 6, 25 through 27, classic amplified. Therefore, I tell you, Stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. Watch what you shall eat, what you shall drink, about your body, what you should put on. Is not life greater in quality than food in the body, far above and more excellent than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. 
They neither sow nor reap nor gather in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one unit of measure, cubit, to the stature, the span of his life? Worrying, well, will not change anything except your health. If you worry, well, it ought really ought to be a, a warning on, um, you know, about worrying the way it is on a pack of cigarettes. Warning kind of like this. <laughs> worry is hazardous to your health and will provide and will prove fatal by its continued presence in your life. Think of that. We've established that worry is ungodly as well as bad for your health. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at 15 things you can do instead of worry. That's right. Number one, read the Word of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Two, enter into His presence through prayer. Three, read books that motivate you to trust Him more, like testimonies. Four, listen to audio teachings that inspire you. Five, get plenty of rest relative to what your body requires. Six, plan your day and work your plan. Seven, avoid the tyranny of the urgent, doing everything at the last minute like time is running out. Eight, allow extra travel time and pretend you're on vacation if something happens and tries to aggravate you. Don't be in such a big hurry, and it'll minimize your aggravation with other drivers. Some people need that worse than others. Yes, Nine, that's true. learn to say no to things that won't help you achieve your goals and thus fulfill your destiny and what God's calling you to do. Ten, always carry a book with you to read while waiting in long lines. That's the truth. Like Get at the banker. Or even in a store trying to buy something. Yeah. You know, skip the Facebook post or reading on, you know, scores or whatever, or even entering text if, unless you have to. Number 11, eliminate clutter. It is amazing how organizing your office or your home can just refresh you because it looks clean and in order. Number 12, purpose in your heart to spread God's love wherever you go and whoever you talk to. Bring joy into their lives. 13, get your financial house in order. Worrying doesn't put a penny back in your bank account. Not getting your job back or paying the mortgage. Look, be, just pray God, pray through God. Do the necessity things of what it is to make keep your financial destiny safer. Number 14, if you're having a bad day, hey, look out the window, and if you don't see God's throne, just remember this. He's on it, and he's got everything. He's not wringing his hands in heaven. It's going to be okay. Number 15, Create some me and thee time. That's the King James Version. Create time where you can decompress and get close to God. It, and, and if you need to, get somebody, call, you know, Sister Wonderful or Brother Marvelous and share the word. Somebody who just likes to talk Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, hallelujah. Number 15. Create some me and thee time. Create time where you can decompress. You know, I I will confess to you that I used to like to watch TV programs where good guys win, bad guys lose. For me, that was a mental distraction, serving a purpose and not a waste of time. However, I've changed. And uh, now, <laughs> would you believe that all year long we listen to instrumental 
Christian Christmas music. Sometimes we so, do. Sometimes we do. We could continue on this list, but, you know, why don't you take the time necessary to add to the list? Determine what works for you. And one other thing. Live in a constant state of praise and thanksgiving. Thanking God for what he's done is going to do for you. Praising God and praying to him make an effective combination. Mm -hmm. We find that when we begin praising God, every negative thought, worry, concern, and situation are all minimized, if not eliminated, from our mental hard drive. Amen. Somebody once said, never borrow from the future. If you worry about what may happen tomorrow and it doesn't happen, you've worried in vain. Even if it does happen, you have to worry twice. Hmm. What may worry? Why? Because my Father in heaven is more than willing and extremely able to offer his help Hallelujah. every moment of every day. Hallelujah. Well, until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trail. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. And our youngest daughter is coming to town today. That's it. Hallelujah. And we hope that many, many blessings. You may think, well, I don't have that many blessings happening. You never know what God has up his sleeve. You may have some real blessings coming, and you don't even know it yet. So expect. And, and not only that, if you start writing down your blessings, mm. you're going to be amazed. Yeah, they'll multiply. For they'll you. multiply. Till tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. Keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.